Kevin, are you there? Kevin? Hey, there you are. That's great. Only 15 seconds into our first podcast. And, uh, well, this is uh, Seth and Kevin's Obscenity Fun Hour. Um, <laughs> so this is our first attempt at a podcast, and we're going to see how it goes. And maybe this might see the light of public, uh, uh, the light of day of, uh, you know, public scrutiny. So we'll try not to offend everyone all at once. Oh, no, you should offend everyone all the time. Well, we, I'm sure eventually we definitely will, but it's kind of like boiling a frog, you know? Uh, you got to do it slowly, or you just lose the entire audience, I think. Yeah, so do you, do you want to talk about uh, PTSD or, or Jews or gays or women? Which, which topic? Uh, well, well let's, let's talk about the headlines first. How about that? Is that Okay. We start out with the headlines. That seems like a pretty good format. Okay. So uh, pretty much if you look through uh, yesterday's headlines, the the top headline on every major news site uh, in America, including uh, CNN, uh, Fox News, um, Deutsche Welle, National Public Radio, um, Al Jazeera English, the top news story was the drone strikes on – um, uh, on the uh, Saudi oil uh, facility in <clears throat> that uh, that was clearly predicated by the uh, by the Houthi rebels from uh, from Yemen, and um, uh, given that they took it, uh, they 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 had a press conference and bragged about how they had just fucked over the fucking Saudis. Um, and it, it had apparently knocked out the Saudi oil uh, production by 50 percent, uh, you know, until they get that. And according to some uh, according to Kurdistan 24, uh, they killed like over 100 people. So uh, um, that's pretty amazing for a for a for a uh, yeah, a major um, news network to cover that. Like and then right. what? What was what was MSNBC's story? Yes, MSNBC's news story was that uh, the GOP pack ad with uh, uh, Cortez's picture burning on it. Uh, that was that was uh, that was that that how awful these these Republicans are. Um, you know, for for having a picture of they they were clearly triggered by a picture of. Cortez burning right and that's a typical tactic I mean Trump does seriously like like there's no joke about it Trump does it on Twitter where he says something that's so ridiculous seriously so ridiculous that like you just laugh at it and he's doing it to, to infuriate like the the left side of it the liberal establishment like and imagine- they'll bite on it every fucking time like there's oh, it's it's genius yeah. Like when he posted that picture of him eating Taco Bell going, I love the Mexicans, it's like there's no way he actually thought that he was being serious. Right. And- he, he, he's clearly he's clearly like trolling them. And, and there was a really great NPR piece I heard on uh, uh, like kids who had been here since like, you know, since they were born and they get deported at like age 16 or 18 or something and have to live in Mexico. The one kid's, the one kid's, they asked him what he missed the most about America. And he's like, there's no Taco Bell down here. (laughs) (laughs) It's that his entire presidential, again, like in all seriousness, um, I'll be Mm -hmm. serious for a second. Uh, I do think that Trump has done a lot of good. And people are like, blah, 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 and they like freak out when you say that. But the reality is, is ISIS doesn't exist anymore. We didn't get involved in Syria. We didn't go to Iran. And he and he got rid of John Bolton. Like, what could like the dude? I'm serious. Like the the guy could cure fucking AIDS, and the left would be like, AIDS is good. Right, and, and and to be out front, I just dis- deeply dislike Trump. However. Like Hillary Clinton had written in a uh, in, in a, an essay in Foreign Affairs magazine that she would absolutely use oh, nuclear oh. weapons against uh, Iran. So Trump has basically like switched places with what liberals wanted 
you know, 10 years ago. Liberal is like, Jesus fucking Christ, I hope we don't go to war with Iran, which we should not go to war with Iran. And Trump has basically made that happen. Uh, you know, ensured that that's not going to happen. Although he's done some provocative things. Um, <clears throat> well, that's that's the whole thing. Not that, is, nuclear weapons against them, like Hillary would have. Right, and that's the thing is that with the like Cortez's picture being burnt, like that's that's the thing is that you like for some reason the left dude is like it's more offensive to say like the word faggot than it is to nuclear bomb a country. It's so confusing. It's so weird. Or support a group of people through the State Department, like Obama and Clinton did, uh, who actually threw gay people off of buildings. Like, right. right. <laughs> it's like, like the word. But because he uses the word faggot, that's that's fucking offensive. <laughs> right, but it's co- totally cool if we fund parts of ISIS. Totally cool. Right. As long as we don't say faggot. And that's the annoying part about... I mean, it's such an Orwellian... Dude, it's such an Orwellian um, complex where, like, language became inverted. Where, like, think of it like this, dude. Half... Well, not half, but probably most of Americans would be deeply offended by language in a striker in Iraq. Deeply offended. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... It would be... Yeah, they would, they would, they would cry if they heard that. I mean, they might contact their congressmen if they if they heard what soldiers say to each other when they're out doing what soldiers are paid to do. And by that, I mean countrymen. I don't know what the rest of them talk about. The rest of them talk about what they they talk about going like we basically did what the infantry does, and it's like no, you didn't. No, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah. You're, and that's the worst part about it is like. The left, like you're, like you said, dude. It's like they—they're just liars. They're walking yeah. around pretending, like, like you really don't think that they think these things in their head, and like lie about it and keep it behind. Like, like you don't what's think the, a white. What's the name of that female? Uh, she's like a reserve, uh, mate, a major in the reserves. Tulsi Jabbard. Tulsi Jabbard. Yeah, like exactly. Like, what? What did she actually do? Nothing. Fucking, yeah. Fucking reservists. It's like, it's like you, dude. When you see, I feel like I'll watch her sometimes. I think she's out of the fucking race, but like she would like put her uniform on and talk, and it was like I just kind of want to spit in your face at this point because you're using a. It was probably her class A's as well, right? Yeah, yeah. It was her oh, class yeah. A's, and she did it in like an interview, I think, with Fox News, and she, like. She the, the issue is this is that she's using the military service this idea that first off I just want to be very clear infantrymen are scumbags we're all fucking scumbags oh that's absolutely <laughs> the truth there's no like fake loyalty or honor here but like she <laughs> is like using the bravado of what Hollywood kind of had propped up like for for U.S. service members, where she's like, I was a soldier too. It's like you weren't. We, dude, our first sergeant told us not to salute women, yeah, because they're not real soldiers. Like like she was on top of a fucking, you know, defending a hill with a two forty or something. Fucking yeah. <laughs> she did paperwork. She was an officer in the reserves. <laughs> she might as well, yeah. She might as well have been. Um, yeah, a, a, she's a civilian. Yeah. So it's the reality. It's like those people at fucking maps when you go to maps and they just yeah. yell at you. Yeah. And it's a, it's a civilian dude just screaming at That's her. She just had a, you know, like she didn't fucking serve the country. It's such a, not that like, I disagree with the Iraq war, but Absolutely. if you're going to say that, like you want to support someone that served. And, and this is why, so like in a serious note, this is why so many vets that were in the infantry or cav scouts or tankers like combat arm side don't want to go to the VA because you have to listen to someone like fucking tell dude I would fucking laugh if and then probably go kill myself if she was in the VA complaining about PTSD but they I was off I was off repairing air conditioners one day and I heard explosions and gunshots in the distance so go go fucking live in the fucking ghetto in Chicago or something and you'll hear yeah, that it's more traumatizing <laughs> Like it's like it's like what? Yeah. This is this is what you're this is what you're fucking traumatized about and yeah. 
it, you know, it brings up the topic of like veteran suicide and it's almost everyone that was in the infantry ranger battalion special forces that are doing it because they fucking like you because you can't talk about it to people like it's you're not allowed to no because no you're not you know even when we came came back and they had they had you stand in front of a screen it was like do you think about killing other people and you have to push no like even (laughs) though that's what you've been doing for a year and then (laughs) do do you think about hurting yourself you have to push no because you don't want to spend six hours getting fucking you know probes put up your ass by uh by psychologists yeah i mean and that's the annoying thing like literally that screen thing that the military does i don't know how someone hasn't been like actually i do know why someone hasn't said it is because pogues do it and they're like yeah i think about killing people i'm really hurt and for Pogue, just to be clear, it's, you know, non-infantry guys. And they're like, I- I'm just destroyed. And then they get a fucking disability check. But, like, right. the infantry guy walks in there and you look at it and you're like, man, I can't fucking say that. No, definitely no. Absolutely no. Like, and you go through that weird post-deployment fucking process. And it's almost like, it's almost like uh, humiliating. Like to have to fucking sit for and have some fucking geek at a desk lecture you about safety, like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. No, they'll they'll hold you. They won't let you see your family or whatever for as long as they fucking deem you to be a danger. Which no rational person would answer their questions honestly because. They want to go home and see their wife or their kids or whatever. They want to go back to the barracks and drink beer with their buddies. They don't want to sit in, in uh, you know, in the mental ward, in uh, at, you know, at uh, at the at the V, not the VA hospital, but the the base hospital, uh, or uh, you know, getting getting talked to by uh, by idiots and having their shoelaces taken away. Right. It, it, it's it's like the. I I went through uh, outpatient therapy, so I didn't. I wasn't actually like committed ever, <laughs> but like I would sit there and I made the mistake of confessing that I had like nightmares about Iraq. And as soon as I did that, they're like, "You need to see a doctor more." And so I go there and I'm sitting down, and there's this like uh, he's a mechanic or whatever the fuck he is, and he's talking about how he. Uh, was he was afraid that if he didn't tighten the bolts on the vehicle of a Humvee that the wheel would fall off on patrol one day and it would fucking kill someone. So, so to like, clarify here, I, I just want to interject. Uh, Kevin was a mechanic and he reclassed to be infantry because he realized that, like, you know, being a pogue is not is oh, yes. not like being a regular soldier. And so to his credit, he reclassed to infantry to be infantry went back as infantry. Uh, and, uh, so, so I'm sorry, go on. Yeah, exactly. And so like, I know what pogues talk about. Like, it's like, I know what they think. I was a pogue. And so like you, you, you hear him talk about that stuff. Like the fucking, the guy was worried that he didn't tighten a bolt on a fuck, like bullshit. He was trying to get a disability check. And I remember like sitting there and being like, like staring at the wall in this like group counseling session and being like, this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever fucking heard. It's like last time I was at the VA and we started a group session for guys because I, I sincere, like all joking aside, I sincerely want to help vets. I really do. I, there's no bigger part of what could be done like for in my life than helping someone not fucking take their life and they this this guy is in there and he's talking about like how he's in like a trench and like machine gunning people and i was like you were in a trench in a rock what the fuck <laughs> like wh- when and then i found out he's a he's a helicopter mechanic it's like you were in a fucking trench yeah <laughs> When have helicopter mechanics ever been in trenches? Fucking <laughs> never. It's never. It'd be like the first. And like I kind of. He was in War One or something. <laughs> when have I? Haven't, I haven't been in a fucking trench outside of like basic training. Yeah. Like, like 
That's why I think that's why the infantry slowly got rid of like seven dash eight, which I think was stupid of them to do, because like platoon attack, squad attack, reactor contact, break contact, like it. The the enter entering clear trench thing is just not a thing anymore. Right. And modern, right. there's no fucking people don't dig trenches. No, it's in it's in houses. It's in. Yeah. This is like this. That's why, like, if you talk to are not in cities, not in not in open battlefields. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not like. That's why, like, when you talk to people about it that are civilians, and you start explaining it to them, like, they're like, they they they're so confused and perplexed by it, they don't understand that like what you're saying is, like, no man, I wasn't ever in a trench, and I definitely wasn't like doing what having mustard gas dropped on me they're like well what you guys what were you guys doing and then then it it comes up and you're like ooh, like dude when i was a a wildland firefighter Mm -hmm. i like they they had a you had to take the flag down outside of the station every day if you were there not working on a fire and so we take the flag down and the guy one of the the guys was a like a navy fucking I don't even honestly when people tell me anything outside of the infantry I just kind of stare at him and go I don't really care anymore but he was like a, he was something in the navy whatever the fuck he did I don't know maybe he like Bill Burr did a really good skit making fun of the guys that wave the cones on the uh on the the carrier for the airplanes to come. Yeah, I, I love Bill Burr he's great yeah, so he, he like starts telling me like you got to fold the flag and I was like I don't I don't know how to do that yeah. and he's like he's like you don't know how to fold the fucking flag? Way to go, army. I was like, no, I'm sure there's lots of dudes in the army that yeah. know how to do it. It's the infantry that... What the, what the fuck yeah, did, did I be folding a flag I for? I did a job when I was in the fucking army. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't fold a fucking flag. Like, the we used to, like... is around headquarters, and those people weren't doing real jobs. They were basically telling us why they couldn't fix our pay or why they couldn't fucking, uh, you know square away housing for our wives and and daughters like that's yeah, or, a- or actively trying to fuck you over like yeah. literally like like it was like there was like this jealousy side of it when it came to the non-infantry people it was like they legit legitimately at least from my perspective came off like they were like man i wish i would have been in the infantry but, but i'm yeah. a huge pussy so I, I, I didn't do it, and now I'm going to fuck with you. Because I'm so I filed paperwork at Waller Hall. <laughs> yeah, w- walking into Waller Hall, man, if hell exists, it's got to be that. Yeah, no, <laughs> it is. It is the innermost circle of hell. And uh, my, my friend's widow, uh, actually, like, uh, I, I've escorted her there a number of times, and even she gets has that same feeling when she goes into Waller Hall. So it's not just us, it's everyone. Yeah, you it's you walk in there and you're like, fuck. It's like walking into your ex's house. Like where you're like, oh my <laughs> fuck. And you just kind of want to like put a gun in your mouth. <laughs> it's it's Waller Hall they they are so fucked up. Like like on my DD two fourteen for some reason it says that I was in Afghanistan. I was never in Afghanistan. And it has me on there. Is a is I was in Ranger Battalion, which I never was in Ranger Battalion. And it's yeah. like, how do you fuck that up? Like, how, yeah, you, seriously. And my medical records say that I that I had war wounds from uh, uh, from motherfucking um, Eastern Europe, which I was never in Eastern Europe. I I wasn't in Kosovo, but like. Some asshole put a note in there that said, "Like, oh, he has he has existing war wounds from from Kosovo, which I, yeah. you know, it's it's probably a doctor <laughs> right. that you spoke to, and then you read it, and you're like, man, this this guy really wasn't listening to what I was talking about, right? So, I mean, they're basically just there, you know, they they nod and they smile, and then they're like, oh, here's a bunch of drugs, yeah." Well, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the huge epidemic is the issue of, of medication. My, my, one of my buddies who I, I won't mention, but a guy I was in Iraq with, he, dude, we went to his house, went to his, this is going to be offensive, so get ready. We went oh. to his apartment one time 
and he lived underneath me at uh, in Tacoma, and we were there for like his Thanksgiving. He's Puerto Rican, and so he did a Puerto Rican Thanksgiving. And all of us that were like white were like, "What the fuck is this, dude? The fuck are you eating? This is not fucking Thanksgiving food." But he had a bag hey, of pills. Good. Like, what's that? Puerto Rican food's pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not Thanksgiving, though. It goes, but... not, it's, not a, it's not an American Thanksgiving, so he can go fuck himself for making that for me. <laughs> but, like, I told him that, too. Like, yeah, it's nothing I wouldn't lie about. But, like, I literally was, like, me and um, the other team leader that were in our squad were, like, dude, this shit is fucking not... Th- like, we came over for Thanksgiving. What in the fuck are you doing with beans and rice? Like, this is not what it is. But <laughs> I saw I saw his, like... And this is the the fucked up part is like his collection of pill medications that they had him on. Dude, they had him on like 10 different medications. Like how the fuck do you, this is, I'm not anti-science. I agree with science, but like you give some dude 10 fucking medication prescriptions and think that he's not going to get fucked up off of it. Like he, like if you're, if you're giving someone Seroquel, Ambient, Trazodone, Gabapentin, like, why would your brain, even like, I'm not a fucking doctor, but I'm intelligent enough to go, the brain chemistry will not respond positively to that. Right. So, like, it's going to be like, what the fuck is, it's like, kind of like, I don't know, like, like driving down the road, you know, with, 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 with a drunk dude and he's just fucking waving the car all around. You're like, dude, get on the fucking road. Those medications keep the brain off the road. Right, it's terrible. No, it, it is, and uh, <clears throat> you know they. When I first got to uh, uh, into the VA system, they describe uh, prescribed me all those things, and you know I went home and I looked up the drug interactions between those things, and it was like, oh, you'll get seizures for this, like you <laughs> suicidal thoughts, all this shit. So. And, 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 and like, I had this really good friend, um, you know, who uh, I won't name, but he was dying of seizure disorder. Like every day he was having seizures at grand mall seizures. And, it, you know, it would he was basically non-functional as a human being. And his wife, who was a saint, um, was taking care of him and she quit her job to take care of him and just like while he died from this seizure disorder because he absolutely was going to die. And then one day he was complaining about the overflowing uh, sharps containers in the, in, in the VA and some uppity doctor was like called security because he was complaining about this because he's like, no, I don't want you to draw my blood in this, in this filthy place because there's like, there's like a needle hanging out of the sharps container. Like, come on, this is this is third world hospitals are not this disgusting, and uh, and, and so they kicked him out of they they banned him. They eighty sixed him from the from the campus of the of the VA, so he couldn't renew his prescriptions anymore and go pick up his uh, prescriptions, which I guess they could have mailed him to him, but but he didn't choose to do that. And all of a sudden, once he stopped taking all the drugs that they had prescribed him, he got fucking magically better. Then I spoke to his wife and she's like, yeah, no, I was just planning on like helping him until he dies. Like now I don't really even know what to do with myself. He, you know, he went back to school and now he's successful. Like this is the sort of, you know, this is the sort of thing that, uh, um, you know, we should all take into account is that the the sooner we all die, the less they have to pay pay to us. Right. I sincerely think, like, it's not even like a conspiracy thing that like, right. the VA Loki is like, we can kill that guy, we can kill that guy, and then we don't right. have to. Like, I don't think they have like a boardroom meeting where, like, there's. I, I just think it's, it's like a natural thing. Yeah. It's dude, I went into the VA after I was working a fire and I had gotten poison oak. Like and I fucking every time I get poison oak, it it sticks to me like leprosy. Mm. And I go in the VA and like I I'm like, "Can you guys give me something to get rid of this?" And I sit down with the lady and she's like, "Do you have a ever, you know, think of killing someone?" 
In my head, I'm like, are you fucking joking me? Like, yeah, man. You guys trained me to do it for a fucking decade. Yes. And then I was like, no, I absolutely not. Never. never. I would never think of that. Never, never say that you think about killing other people. And so I was like, no, that's never happened ever. It's like the, even the fucking doctor asking the question, like who hasn't like who who the fuck yeah. hasn't like walked by someone and be like, man, I want to kill that motherfucker right now. Stuck in traffic and there's like some asshole who's just like fucking sandbagging. You know, everyone thinks about it. Like everyone. Like, you, this is the big lie. That, that, or, that, the army or the services. Everyone thinks about killing everyone. People. Yeah. Anyone that says like I've never thought of your virtue signaling and lying. Like, you're just fucking lying. So, like, yeah. I say no to her. Then she's like, do you have trouble sleeping? I'm like, yeah, sometimes I do. Because um, it's true. Like, and so instead, I go I go in there for poison oak. I leave with a fucking antipsychotic drug. <laughs> it's like, it was like, what? They were like, take gabapentin. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, you know, I think it's best if you take this. And I was like, well, I didn't say anything, like, crazy at all. And, like, I say crazy shit fucking all the time. I say it in public. I say it on Facebook. That's why I keep getting banned. Like, I, I like, and I'm just joking 90% of the time. That's how you deal with stuff is you fuck around. But, like, at the VA, if you go in there and tell them the truth, you're basically fucking red flagging yourself to get fucking put in a fucking... Oh, absolutely. And now, now that we live in these times, red flagging yourself to get your fucking guns taken away from you... Have a bunch of cops show up at your house and demand your fucking guns. Yeah, good luck doing that to to, to infantry guys. <laughs> like, like I, I, it's if <laughs> I'll just say it like this: if 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 cops don't know what they're doing when it comes to like a shootout, and I'm not suggesting anyone do this. I think that you should comply with officers. You know, um, the whole blah blah blah. But, like, you're going to show up at the wrong guy's house that knows what he's doing and doesn't give a fuck. And he's going to fucking go off. And those cops are not going to like the outcome of it. Like, the, the, like what, what if, if you get red flagged for, like, I don't know a fucking single infantry guy that doesn't have, if you don't have PTSD as an infantryman, you're basically a fucking serial killer. Like, if you, if it, if you weren't traumatized in some way, then there's something wrong with you. Like, literally. And so, I don't know, you know, what the red flag law... Like, and it's being pushed by a fucking Navy SEAL who had his eye blown out. Like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? He has to know that. And it's also unconstitutional. It, it, it blows my mind that anyone would, would push a law like that. Ever. On, like... You're going to go and take away guns from dudes who served, quote unquote, served the country, but you're going to, like, like Beto O'Rourke, you saw what he said? You there? Hey. So, another technical interruption. Are you there, Kevin? Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad you're there. So, uh, so yeah, no. A and again, I hope everyone is tolerant with us about uh, the fact that, you know, this is uh, so poorly produced. And what we're going to well, do a, here in the it's future... A, it's a test run. We should definitely not air this. Yeah. <laughs> I think we ought to. It, I, I think it's going really well. Well, yeah, I mean, we're we're talking about like, um, the like, well, we're talking about violence from women at this yeah, point, which is, which is a which is a huge problem. Like the right. women, they get and the, that they goes get, on the, veteran, the veteran suicide thing that we're going to talk about too. So, yeah, well, women like they get away with like, like they get away with doing whatever the fuck they want to you. Oh right, right. Yeah, there's, there's no like, consequence. Yeah, I have a another ex who had um, who I won't name, and I, I have respect for. I, th I just think she's. I think she realized the power di dynamic between us. She had. Uh, we were. I was up in the house, and she had like started punching me in the back of the head, and then threw keys in my face. 
Imagine if I fucking did that to a woman. Right. If I just, if I just right. started drilling them in, in the back of the head. Yeah, over a stupid <laughs> argument. In prison right now. Yeah, I would never be able to see the light of day. And so right. there's like this weird power dynamic that is, like if you're a man and you respond, like if you respond at all, like you can't even do anything. You yeah. can't push her. You can't, you just have to sit there right. and go. You gotta, you gotta take it. Yep, that's and, it. And I'll name I'll, I'll name this chick Mila Hyder, the fucking woman who like contacted me three months after I had never seen her. I, I had I had resolved never to see her again, and she lured me to a bar, bought me a couple of drinks, and was like saying like, "Oh, because I was really good friends with her son." Like, I kind of saw him as my own son because I had raised him for many years. And she, uh, you know, she went and when I went to leave, she slashed my tires. And then and then she when I tried to call the police, which I don't I rarely rely on the police for anything. But I know that if a man does anything to stop a woman from doing something violent, uh you know he's going to jail so uh so i called tried to call the police she knocked and she was a former police officer uh she knocked the phone out of my hand stomped on it and then and, and then uh <clears throat> she offered me a ride home which i understand at this point i've made a bad decision when nice. i get into the car with the with the woman who just did this but I, I had to go and pick up my present girlfriend because it had been three months, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, when I was in the car, she started bashing my face and she actually broke my orbital bone and like my sinus cavities and all that. And I, to this day, have issues uh, stemming from that. Uh, but like if I had called the police, they would have laughed at me. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's no doubt yeah. in my mind that th- yeah. they would have been. They would have been like, well, and it's just such a ridiculous, like, women think that they're, that they're, this is going to get very sexist, so prepare. All right. Women, women think that they're, like, immune to getting, like, which they kind of, they are. They generally like, are, yes, yes. Yeah, until one day you just fucking snap and you're like, oh. it's like, do you ever hear that Bill Burr skit? where he's talking about his wife, how she would come over and slap his headphones off his head. And he was like... <laughs> no, I've not heard this one. Oh, this is a good one. He's like, oh. she, he's like they're, they're arguing. And then he's like, I'm just going to put my fucking iPod headphones on and you know walk around the house and ignore you. And then she comes up and starts doing it more, just like a woman does. They, they fucking... Dude, they, they dig and dig. Like, I will fucking just leave. Like, And, and, and so, so this he, leads us to the... To I think the next thing, which is veteran suicide, right? Well, yeah. Well, th- well. Let me finish his like yeah, little finish, little. Finish what you were saying. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Uh, and like, she comes up and like fucking slaps his headphones off his head, and he's he like looks at her and goes, "That fucking yoga mat that you have in your hand right now, I could roll you up in it and stuff you behind a couch, and no one will fucking find you ever." Do you not understand that? Like you're poking a fucking bear. Stop it. And it's true. Is like they, it's, it's Louis CK also did a skit on it. And I'm sure all of this like stuff was taken off Netflix because it's offensive. Like they trying to take, you know, Chappelle's show down. And Louis CK was like, a man will cut your arm off and play with it. A woman will shit in your soul and, and make you just miserable forever well that's women absolutely the truth (laughs) and that's why that's why dudes fucking off themselves it's like oh it is like my my ex-wife cheated on me both times i was deployed to iraq and then took all of my money when i was gone like i came back from iraq with like four grand like you know how ridiculous that is like i didn't have money after being in a fucking war for 18 months. After that very same thing happened to me, I didn't have money to pay for a cab from the airport when my when my when my wife at the time didn't pick me up. 
So I was like, oh, I guess I'd be able to walk from fucking SeaTac to Lakewood. Yeah, after fighting in a fucking war, supposedly for, for my... Yeah. It was on emergency leave because my wife was banging some guy in another unit. Yeah, could you imagine... Dude, could you... I've never cheated. Could you imagine, like, actually doing that to someone? Like, like, right. Like, and, th- and then, if after they get caught, get, like, throwing something in your face over it and being like, well, you weren't here. And it's like, you, what? Yeah. The f- like, you, you couldn't resist it for this, like, what? And I understand a year is a long time, right? If you're going to cheat, that's something. Fucking let them know. Don't spend all their fucking money. Don't, don't fucking leave them with nothing. Don't take their kids and fucking be like, you're never going to see your kids again. Ken and I, we're going we're gonna to start a new life with your kids, and uh, we're taking all your money with you. Like, that is, that is why dudes put their guns in their mouths. And, and, and this, is the, this is the hazard, the hazard of fucking, you know, having those sorts of relationships. Right, well, it's like the, there's a really good scene. I thought I would hate the movie because I fucking hate war movies for the most part. And thank you for uh, thank you for your service. Oh yeah, where the dude comes that was back. great. Yeah, he he comes back, and his house is empty. He's gonna get evicted. His wife is gone. She took his kid, and then he's like, "I'm just gonna walk into the fucking bank and blow my brains out in front of her," <laughs> because it's like. <laughs> At that point, it's like, what the, f- what the fuck else can you like? Like, it's just, and it's all, dude. It's ninety percent of suicides from the military. Like, there's obviously PTSD, like, right. like we discussed. But and, when women, and amongst involved, women, there's definitely like some rape issues that definitely the military needs to deal with. Yeah, of course, rape is fucking disgusting. That's mm-hmm. like the. It's the, the other part of American culture that's that's annoying. Like when I was at Cal State Northridge, our professor was talking about um, how like rape is a tool of war. And my buddy that was in the Marines next to me, we're sitting there. We looked at each other and we're like, what? Like, and then we started making jokes about it. Like this like dyed haired, like, you know, lesbian looking feminist to the left was like, yeah, the U.S. U.S. soldiers are like all rapists and killers. And then I like looked at the buddy that was in Marine Recon next to me. And I go, "Yeah, man, remember that rape kit they issued us?" And he's, <laughs> he's like, he, "He's like, yeah, dude." And I was like, "Yeah, man, that was awesome, wasn't it?" Like going around. And then I started joking about like that George. This is all like so you'd. It's so ridiculous if anyone believed any of this. <laughs> that you'd have to be retarded. And that's the problem. Like, it was the left that started out defending soldiers, and then it was the left that ended up demonizing soldiers. Like, they're all rapists. Like, sorry. Like, I I didn't have that, uh, you know, that wasn't something I ever, that ever occurred to me. It didn't even enter my head. To be like, oh, fucking, I just raided a house. I should rape everyone in here. Like, never. It never once entered my head. It was like, dude, we we were finding people that were being raped by Iraqis, right. and in like sex like dungeons and raiding those houses. Like the idea, I even I actually snapped in class about it. And she kept doing it, and I was like, yeah, we totally do that. And we were like fucking with them. Like, see, see, look at how you all are. And I asked her, I was like, how many houses have you raided with a gun to get rid of a guy that's raping women? Actually. And she's like, well, none. And I was like, well, I've done it a few times. Like, I'm not bragging, but it's annoying because, like, there's a part where the left accuses you of some crazy, like, absolute fucking nonsense. Mm -hmm. And you look at it and you're like, you're out of your fucking mind. Like, if you think that – I don't know a single dude who I was in the military with, at least openly – that wanted to go rape. I've never heard someone be like, "Hey, man, we're going on a patrol and yeah. then go rape, rape some bitches today." It's never happened. No, it it should it doesn't occur to any normal person. The only person it occurs to is rapists, and and we can all we should all agree that like we are not really good in this country uh, dealing with rapists and in the military and in 
you know, fraternities and things like that. And, you know, that's made worse by, uh, you know, a confluence of other, of other issues like, you know, Rolling Stone just fabricating, you know, bizarre shit about, uh, about rape and things like that. But, but like, there are a limited number of rapists in this world. Like, it's not like every man's a rapist. Uh, and, you know, case, if it were really the case, fucking, these feminists would be, like, fucking sacrificing their baby boys to, uh, you know, Moloch, right? I mean, uh, but it's not. So, like, let's be realistic about this. We're not effectively prosecuting these people. We're not putting them on the sex offenders, offender registry. So, you know, we need to deal with the structural issues on how we deal with rape rather than fucking just characterizing every man who served in the army or every man who was ever in a fucking fraternity or, you know, any of those other things as, as rapists, because that doesn't help anyone out. Right. It's like you, that me too movement was the most retarded thing I've ever seen where it's like with like Louis CK, he went up to a, he went up to a hotel room with a woman or two women and it's and then was like, can I jerk off in front of you? And now his career is ruined. Like, are you like at what point in time is like they're making men paranoid? I have to assume that if if a woman goes into my hotel room with me, like, and I'm not like, hey, would you like to look at this marketing platform that I we just came <laughs> up with? Like, that we're probably gonna have sex. That's right, kind of. That's kind of like, hey, baby, would you like to come back to my place? Um, that's, a, that's a fairly clear thing. And really, you know, if, if, if a dude, if you go up to someone's room and they're acting creepy, fucking leave. Like, hey, he's not a fucking god. And if you look at, oh, who was it? The dude who did uh, Prairie Home Companion and he wrote uh, Lake Wobegon Days. Like that guy, he had the audacity, the audacity to put his hand on a woman's back to comfort her when she looked like she was in a lot of, uh, you know, in some kind of pain. And NPR just fucking threw that guy under the bus. Jesus. Now I have to now I have to fucking Google this. So go ahead and talk. I'm going to Google this. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, 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 the problem of the Me Too movement is that it turned it into like a, you, you become a pariah. If you're, our entire species is dependent on, on reproduction. It's, it's like, the, if, if you like hit on a girl, like if you touch her arm, maybe they're going to be like, I was raped. Like society has become so... Like again, rape is fucking gross. Right. It's and, fucking... and none of us none of us want that to be the case. Garrison Keeler. The accusation against Garrison Keeler was that he came upon a coworker who was clearly in distress. He put his hand on her back, which she was wearing she you know, uh, and and apparently touched her bra strap. And and that was the reason Hello. Hey. Oh, God damn it. There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. So clearly our software is not all that great. Um, you know, we're trying to figure this out, but we'll, we'll figure stuff out. I don't know how much you heard, man. No, I, I heard it. Like he put his, he put his hand on her bra. Like think of like what that does to the male psyche collectively. Like where you can't even touch someone who is clearly in pain when you're like simply trying to like all of a sudden you're, you're now his life is, his life is fucking ruined. Right. Right. Yeah. He, he wrote a series of books. He ran a successful show for years and years and, and now he has nothing, but you know, he's living in disgrace because he comforted a coworker. That's, That's that's, I mean, th- there's a clear difference between him and Jeffrey Epstein. Right. He, he, 
Yeah. Like he, he did not have a plane that took underage girls to a rape factory. Right. And and there's even like like with with Epstein when I when that story broke I was like revolted. The right. idea of taking advantage of a child or anyone for that matter dude I've like I've had like girls that I've dated they've been wasted before we've ever, you know, in, became intimate. And I've been like, nope, you're drunk. Nope, you're drunk. Like, don't do it. But, like, even even if people do it when they're both... If two people are intoxicated and they bang each other, they're both doing it. It's, it's not like the man is, like... This idea that men... Or, like, th- think of it this way. I've had women that have came over with, like, a bottle of fucking booze. And been like, I'm going to get you drunk and then bang you. Because they knew I, as a sober person, I wouldn't have done it. Right. And it's like, if, if it's rape, if one does it to you, then it is, how is it the other? Like, where's this weird, like, yeah. duality I, coming from? I've had the exact same thing happen. And, you know, I don't hold any animosity. Uh, no, I knew what I was doing. And, you know, I, I'm always uh, happy for any woman who's goodly enough to sleep with me. But... Uh, but you know, don't act like fucking because we met in a bar and you happen to be drunk and I happen to be drunk that, uh, you know, uh, somehow I'm the victimizer here because well, that's, that's the no intellectual, um, consistency in that. Well, that's, that's the part where it became a, a you know, the, the equation got flipped on its head. The, the power dichotomy shifted where now you're the victim and you have more power than someone who's clearly not the victim. It became this weird uh, parlay where like women, like I, dude, I don't even like to look at women anymore in the face. I'm like, nope, don't do it. I don't want to get accused of rape. Like this is, this is like, they, they do, and, and, and they do a disservice to women that are actually raped. Right, right. I mean, there are a lot of very serious, uh, you know, women who are absolutely fucking victimized by men. And, you know, once you, you cheapen, uh, you know, their testimony, and this is why you have problems with, like, police going like, oh, well, did this really happen or did this not really happen? Like, you know, it goes back to that whole fucking um, Rolling Stone story, right? Which was, uh, you know, where the woman wore a a mattress on her back for uh, a number of weeks and and, uh, and provably did not, was not in that situation. And and, and it's entirely possible she got dates wrong or something like that. But like, once you once you open it up to uh, there's only one side to the story, and it's deeply problematic. And it's deeply problematic because real victims don't get their uh, cases heard seriously because people are inherently skeptical. And right, it's, it's, that's the last thing that we want. And that's the last thing anyone wants because we want every victimizer to go to federal fuck-you-in-the-ass prison. Yeah, if you rape someone, dude, it's it's so weird that it has to be vocalized. Like it's fucking gross. It's kind of like D- Dave Chappelle, where he was talking about um, Jesse Smollett, and he kept calling him Juicy Smollett. <laughs> and he's like, he's 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 going, man. Everyone everyone was up in arms. That's the white comedy routines I've heard in a while. You know, oh yeah, he, that was an like, awesome comedy routine, and I have. Yeah, he, Thing to criticize about any of it, none of it. He's like ju- juicy Smollett. He's like he goes. He's talking about it, and he's like, man. He's like the the, the gay community started criticizing the black community for us being silent. He's like, you know why we were silent? Because there is no way this motherfucker is telling the truth. <laughs> and like, and he starts. He's like. He's like, imagine being the cop. He's like, and I'm a, I'm a black dude. I'm not a huge fan of the police, but they're all right. The guys that bust child molesters or whatever. And he's like, but 
imagine being the officer writing down Juicy Smolay's <laughs> his report. He's like, even Ch- Chappelle was like, yeah, so uh, you were leaving your house at 2 in the morning to go to Subway. Interesting. It's 16 degrees out. Okay. And then he goes, and then a bunch of white guys in MAGA hats walked up to you and said, hey, you faggot nigger, and attacked him. He's like, Dave Chappelle goes, that doesn't sound like something white people would say at all. And he's like, you know what that sounds like? Something I would say to that guy. And it, like the audience was like, didn't know how to respond to it, but it was brilliant because it, it, it shows like this weird PC culture where that, Jesse, he thought he could get away with it. Right. He thought he could like that. Who the fuck wears MAGA hats in Chicago at fucking two 30 in the morning? No right. one. I, I have a MAGA hat. I barely fucking wear the thing. Cause I don't want to argue with people. You wear it around LA at two in the morning. Yeah, exactly. No, that is how you die as a white dude. If you if you're a white dude and you want to die, take the MAGA hat, put it on, and walk around fucking you know East LA at two in the morning. You will get fucking murdered, literally murdered. Yeah, but you just it's it, like in Chicago, like it, it was just such a ridiculous story. But that I was talking to a few friends about it when it first broke, and I was like, dude, this guy is not. There's no way. There's no fu- some poor bleach on like there's two there's two white guys and a bottle of bleach yeah like, and a, noose. a black guy yeah and a noose and maga hats like this is ridiculous like is there racism yeah it exists it's real absolutely and it's repugnant and we should all be against it but but when but, people like, use racism to fucking you know, call attention to themselves, it cheapens legitimate claims of racism. Well, well, think of the egocentric, like, sociopathic behavior that, like, behind that guy. Like, like that you're willing to lie about all of that. Right. And, like, it's like, what? what? Like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, Like, you're actually lying about being lynched when... There's, you know, African-Americans that have been lynched. Like, are you fucking... It'd be like me going to the store and going... Like, white women were like, oh, yeah, he raped me. And they got lynched. And, like, you know, 60 years later, it comes out that, like, those women are like, oh, yeah, no, he didn't really rape me. Yeah. Like, I mean, what happened with Kavanaugh? You don't have to like Kavanaugh to see the the, the fucking... It's like... There's, like, this movement of lying... That it, that's, that's the it goes back to the infantry is like we weren't really liars to each other like that you knew the the intimacy of the the brotherhood that existed the rest of the world is fucking lying about everything right and so like you you walk around and you're like with Kavanaugh dude I was watching the hearings mm-hmm. and I was legitimately like like I don't know much about his politics but i felt terrible for the fucking guy when he goes i like beer i drink beer i've never met this woman i don't know what the hell she's talking imagine being accused and having to go before the fucking supreme court for for rape and she was like why and then she she's not even in jail she's like nothing happened to her and and again that this all could have been avoided like this this was clearly just um you know i mean they're picking the dates which is the same thing with uh with the trump um you know impeachment which i think trump should be impeached i fucking hate trump i hope he fucking dies of herpes but like they picked the dates when they released information strategically and that so let's pretend for a moment that everything that woman said was true. It doesn't really matter because it's being used for political purposes. Like if you, if you, if the only purpose is political purposes, like it doesn't, it, you know, I mean, real adults can see that like it is, uh, you can't see while we're doing our fucking, Thing. Well, I had to urinate, so. Well, uh, 
All right. Well, we're going to have to edit this out. Well, this is just a test to see if we can figure out how to do the app. We'll do a real one one day. All right. We... Well, I feel like we did a pretty good show. Uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, I mean. Like, uh, I feel like this is a fairly complete, and we're at Cut out again. Kevin, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? All right, yeah, sorry. So, um, you know, Kevin and I are both uh, plagued by, you know, TBI and a number of other issues. And so we can't be expected to run a show like this. Um, so this is this is kind of a little break in our in our discussion. Uh, but we were talking about red flag laws. Um and so let's get back to that and, you know, hopefully we can create some kind of continuity in the, in the show, but I, I you know, I don't know for sure. I, I would say this is the ex-girlfriend's best revenge. Oh, like yeah. this is going to be what ex-girlfriends use to fuck over dudes all the time. It's the new version of swatting. I mean, yeah. If, if I'm talking to you on the, like, say I'm talking to you or a buddy I was in Iraq with on the phone, and we're talking about some of the stuff that happened in Iraq, you know, a little loud, and the neighbor hears it, and they're like, man, that guy sounds fucking nuts. Like, all, all right. they have to do is fucking, is, is, is call and be like, if the red flag thing went through, dude, you can't, look at every single piece of it. It goes back to the same concept of where you can't talk about something at the VA. You can't talk about this. You can't say this. You can't say, Oh yeah. It's, it's a slow restriction. Now now you no longer have your constitutional rights because you speak openly about things you feel or have experienced. Right. And it's not, it's I, dude, I'll, I'll be very clear. Mass shooters disgust me. They're cowards. It's fucking just like, those people are fucking disgusting. Yeah, and they would... should all have their brains dissected, and we well, we should figure out what meds they were taking first. It was guaranteed medica- medication. It's almost oh. like medication, yeah. social media, and pornography. I guarantee it. <laughs> well, I when I was when I was taking the meds that the VA gave me, like I, I I was a if I if I had taken those every day, I mean I was non-functional as a human being and a parent. I mean, there was one time when I, I went to the girls, like I had had back pain. And so I had taken the pills that they had given me for back pain. And I went to the girls and I was like, oh, hey, I'm really sorry I didn't make dinner last night. I hope you girls got something. And they looked at me and they were like, dad, you made dinner. You did dishes. You put the dishes away. Like, that, you know, you made like a pretty elaborate dinner last night. And I had no recollection of it whatsoever. Yeah, that that's dude, that's what that medication and like how the fuck is that supposed to help? Right. Like yeah. the, the, when they put the one day that I took gabapentine, I went into work at, at, as a as a firefighter and my captain like looked at me and was like, "Dude, are you all right?" And I was like, "No, something's going on." It was the first day I took gabapentine. Right. And I, he was like, you can go home if you want for the day. And I was like, no, it's fine. And then I just sat there like sweating with anxiety. And so I was like, okay. And then I go, I guess what I could do is I'll drive down and I'll go hang out at like a bookstore or something. And he's like, okay, come back tomorrow. Dude, I've never had like a panic attack in public ever. Yeah. Until, until gabapentine. And you, you have to like, why would you put guys that have like there's a different way to treat trauma with vets? Absolutely, 
It's by talking about stuff. Like, dude, and and, and hooking society... up with other like real vets, not guys who fucking repaired air conditioners and shit like that. Right. Yeah, I don't like I don't want to hear his like, yeah, exactly. I don't want to hear a fucking air conditioner repairman story. I don't want to but like you talk to each other is 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 and that's like a, it's a societal issue across the board is people don't talk to each other. They say you notice if you if you meet someone they're like, man, I really like your car. I really like your shoes. They never say I really like what you thought ever. Right. And it's a, there's a disconnect. There's a broken fragmentation in society where guys like us and and people that we know can't get the help that we need because there's a brotherhood in the infantry that exists in a, in a way, in a scope that it doesn't exist in the rest of the world. So like, like in, in the infantry, like even people that you didn't like, like you would take a bullet for them seriously. Like you would, you would definitely right. fucking eat a bullet uh, to help them. You come into the real world now after, you know, two years of fighting in a war or however long people were deployed. Um, you come back and you deal with civilians where they will do the opposite. They'll fucking put a knife in your back at the fucking drop of a dime. Like the infantry dude, I, I, I got in trouble one time for something I didn't do uh, to an, involving my spouse. And I had to go to the barracks and stay there. And I was like going through the barracks rooms and being like, hey, dude, can I crash here tonight? And one of the dudes was like, yeah, man, what happened? And I told him the story and he goes, shit, man, you got a shovel? Let's go bury her. <laughs> and I, people... I think at this point you ought to tell them a, a, a better story of how this all came about because it's, it's a better story if you, if you tell the whole story. Yeah, so I was in, this is how ridiculous that that, that pogues are. I, I went home um, after I was at my platoon sergeant's house, and we hadn't been drinking much. We had a little bit, and I I go into the to the house, and you know my ex wife is in there, and like we lay down. She starts bitching at me. There's like fucking like nagging, and I'm like, oh, can you please stop? Then she decides to grab my testicles and twist them, to which I obviously push her off me like what am i i was supposed to be like oh you're a woman you're allowed to do that i push her off me her brother who i let stay at the house too calls the mp saying that i'm beating her which i've never laid hands on a woman i've never done it never will not something i'm gonna do and they he calls the mps they show up and they're like did you beat your wife and i was like no man she grabbed my testicles and pushed me like like as she's doing it, like I, I responded and in any way anyone would. If I dude, if I grabbed your nuts right now, what would you do? Right. I would I would push your hands away. I would push you off of me because I just don't want my nuts to get fucking grabbed. Yeah. And this is the problem with political correctness, is like this happens. The MPs are like, Oh, you beat your wife, and I'm like, dude, no. This is, I would never do that. That's ridiculous. And so I get to go to the the uh the jail for a night and then i get like they let me go and they're like you have to stay in the barracks for like 30 days or something like that and i was like i didn't fucking do anything dude like <laughs> i had to go see the sergeant major i was like i didn't fucking do anything i didn't like imagine if i would have like fucking punched her in the face her fucking skull would be fractured right and so, right which which could have been a natural reaction to getting your nuts grabbed because yeah, which when shows the level happens, of restraint. Act out of out of uh, you know uh, 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 it's just a reaction when that happens, right? Which shows the level of restraint I have. Like where, so, right. where I was like, instead of punching her, I was like pushing her away, like get off, get off. And so I, I go to the barracks, like I said, and I'm walking down the hallway trying to find someone's room to sleep in, and. I knock on a dude's door. I tell him what happens. And that's when he was like, shit, man, you got a shovel. And that brotherhood, you know, this is not, he, I, obviously he wouldn't really do that, but there's like a level of brotherhood that exists in the infantry that doesn't exist anywhere else. Right. It's, it, it, it's, it's deeper than like your own family. Like it, you, you care Absolutely. about them. And you, you, you go there and, you know, I sat in the barracks and we, you know, we got shit faced, drank beer it was like a Saturday morning. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're drinking together, and 
just t- talking. I'm like, dude, this fucking sucks. Like, I didn't even do anything. Like, and now I could get. I was paranoid. I, I thought like I was gonna get kicked out of the military. If you kicked out of the military for that, like, you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're fucked. That's you're your, life. your life. Yep. And I was, and so she did the right thing, though. I'll be honest. Like, she, the MPs kept asking, like, how many times I hit her, and she's like, no, he never hit me. He just pushed me off. Because, <laughs> like, and they went to the house like four times in a row. Jesus. Trying to get her to like. So you have this fucking Pogue MP, MP for military police that is like, he doesn't have anything else to do. And she was at the time very attractive. And they're constantly going there being like, come on, you can tell us what he does to you. And she's like, no, he's never, he's never done that. She was like, I was just being crazy. So to her credit, she like owned up to it. You know what I mean? Well, that's good after the fact, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if, if, if a chick ever grabs your nuts and twists them, it's not a pleasant. Ex- if anyone does, dude, like a fucking, I've gotten fucking, uh, you know, in jujitsu, like my nuts fucking smashed by someone's knee on accident, and it is fucking. It makes you want to vomit. For anyone right. that doesn't, no, there, there, there is an immediate and and visceral response to getting your nuts crushed. Yeah, like, dude, I've had like. You know, exes like slap me before, and I kind of look at him like, "Hey, you shouldn't do that to someone." And it's, it's that's not. I'm like, whatever. It's not a big deal. I don't really give a shit. But a nut grab, dude, is like pff, the fucking worst. Because you, as soon as it happens, you feel like shitting yourself and puking at the same time. And like, there's a physical. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. <clears throat> And I guess that's uh, kind of, uh, um, you know, um, endemic to all, all animals. Like, when you're threatened, like, you have, like, a, a kind of... You there? You there? <laughs> 